Welcome back to the Next Level Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Leslie, and boy, do we have some new information and a new way that we are doing the podcast for you. I have been chatting with many people in the studio, some of my advisors and friends and clients and colleagues and all of the things, and they said that I need to showcase more of my skill set. They love hearing the stories. They've been inspired. They love hearing some of the experts I've had on the show as well, but they are already wanting me to get to the next level in my podcast and really share my knowledge and wisdom, and that's really what I want to be able to do as well. So... I'm going to have a guest on my show today, and I'm going to be doing more of the guidance that I do in my one-on-ones. So I do have a business. You can find it at lesliekalen.com, where I work individually with a select amount of people, really helping them get to their highest potential in life, whatever that looks like. It can be in their emotional life, their relationships, their spirituality. Um, They want to be more productive in their careers. They want to get more balance in life. Whatever it is, I can help them basically master themselves so they can then master their life and really reach their highest potential, whatever that looks like, as authentically, peacefully, blissfully, and as successfully as possible. So I have my first guest in this new platform way of doing my show, Austin Alvarez. Hi, I feel weird sitting here and not there. He is my producer. <laughs> I get to experiment. <laughs> That's, that scares me so much. I'm glad I'm the guinea pig for this, though. You know, it's really funny. Um, I lost my voice. It's been allergy season and all sorts of crazy stuff. I was in a car accident. I'm fine. But um, I'm, I'm going through a lot of physical stuff right now. And I have a witch cackle. Like, for real. Like, my girlfriend, I call her my sister from another mister. She's in town. And we, that's probably also why I have a raspy voice. Right. I've seen what you've been doing. <laughs> um, I have like that, that sexy one nine hundred number voice in Canada. It's 900, not 800. Not 800? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I laugh in this raspiness, I literally sound like a witch. So my nickname for the weekend was Cackles because I cackled like a witch. How did that make you feel? Sorry, I'm not supposed to be... <laughs> coaching you, you yeah. coaching me, I guess. I'm not coaching. Oh, we're, we're having a discussion. We're having a discussion. No, actually, that's a very good question. So many people do ask me, what is the modality? Oh, so you're a coach. I'm not a coach. I did coaching. I use coaching as a modality. So I am a guide. I have lots and lots of experience and, and knowledge and academic experience and degrees and all of the things. And I have pretty much assimilated a process and I use different ways of helping people achieve their goals. Sometimes I need to teach them. Sometimes I need to mentor them because they need to use a little bit more of my experiences. I need to create that encouragement. I do often use some coaching strategies. It's really just a hodgepodge, whatever is needed to get my clients where they need to go. That's what I use, and I have a whole arsenal, my little tickle tickle chunk full of strategies and approaches to help people do that. So without further ado, Mr. Producer of mine. That is me. <laughs> that is you. Let's, uh, let's jump in. So I gave you a form to yes. fill out, which you 
did beautifully. You passed. Oh, wow. I was worried. I was like, he passed. So I've, everyone. You know, I don't go to the doctor unless I have to. So I'm not really filling out forms all that much. So I was like, I was like, oh, this, some of this stuff is uh, interesting, but I, I get why you had it. But I was like, I hope I, I, hit, I hope I did this right. Also, I'd use a different format software. So it kind of well, messed okay. everything up. Tell us what format it was. Uh, so, well, the format was. Uh, Mr. Producer you, Technical. You gave me mm -hmm. a very valid format, which is a Microsoft Word file. I don't have Microsoft Word on my computer for some reason. I have a Windows computer, but I don't have it. So I had to use Adobe Acrobat Reader. And then I had to edit it as a PDF and then send it back to you. This is where we need to add crickets, okay? <laughs> because this is so bizarre. You have Windows. Okay, I could psychoanalyze you even though I'm going to have a psychologist that you have Windows and you don't have Microsoft on your phone or on your computer. That's uh, I'm not paying them. Intense. Yeah. Google's free. Google, Google Docs, I don't have to pay for it. No, it's perfectly fine. In fact, we can learn a lot from you because you learned to get around this little hiccup. <laughs> out of out of making it more complicated, but we'll we'll move on more from that. Complicated. It did tell me a lot about you, but no, you completed it and you passed. There was no passing grade, but you just you did pass anyways. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you are super uncomfortable. I love this. This is yeah. this is exciting. Out a little bit out of my comfort zone. Why is that? Uh, so like, cause I do podcasts, I, I produce podcasts, uh, never have I ever done one about like my life. Like my podcast is not about me. Right. I just am the vessel for the content. Right. I'm not sitting there being like, let me tell you guys my life story. All right. No, it's none of that. Right. And when you post on social media, it's about your content. not. Yeah. About I don't you. even. There's uh, a distinct line. Correct. Mm -hmm. Like my Instagram account is my business account it's my videography content it's my photography content it's what i do for you it's what i do for a bunch of other clients um i don't really post my personal life one because i'm lazy two because i don't need to like it's it's kind of like a disconnect or at least an attempt at a disconnect and actually that's great that you can because a lot of people don't know where that line is they don't have that boundary but why is it that you decided to do it this way um so like with the whole not posting your personal life, keeping yeah. that to yourself. Uh, I think mostly it's just because it's, I'm lazy. I just like, I, nobody's going to care about this. Why should I post it? Kind of that mindset. So lazy and thinking people don't care are a little bit different. I, I would maybe calling it thinking people don't care, but I maybe would be self-aware. Like, why am I going to post my sandwich? The, yeah. Why am I going to post my food that I ate? I'll post like when we go out to dinners and stuff like that, like, like here at the studio, like we're going to one, uh, here pretty soon, but like that, that stuff I'll post, but it's more of like a, a status thing. It's more of like a, Hey, I'm out with these big people, Okay. but it's more so promoting what I do. So you're very private. I try to be. Yeah. Okay. So that's a value to you. You like your privacy. I like, I like to, like, I guess you, yeah, privacy, but I like when I can be quiet, like I can just tune out. Mm -hmm. So posting all my stuff on social media allows people to realize that like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to tune out. Welcome in, mm -hmm. which is what I don't want to do. Right. And in the form you completed, you did share specifically actually that one of the sort of goals for you in your future is to be successful or be significant in what you do. See, that word's important because I you used to think significant. I put significant because yes. I used to think that I wanted to be famous. And then when I played in the band and toured and everything and realized that bad press is not good press, I was like, oh, I don't want to be, 
I don't necessarily want to be Dr. Leslie. I want to be the producer that makes Dr. Leslie, Dr. Leslie. Yeah. So I want to be significant. I don't want to be famous. Mm-hmm. And when I learned that, I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. That's me. I don't want to. Sure, fame comes cool, but it's not why I do what I do. I do what I do because I want to be significant in what I do. So what does that look like? So, uh, I mean, kind of already. It happened with a really big client we had for a few months, um, which was like a, a dream client I didn't even know I wanted, which was the dad of the Jonas Brothers. So when I started working for him and I was able to post that I worked for him, immediately uh, people were coming to me and be like, wow, you do that? That's so crazy. And then when I filmed him and, and Nick together, Nick Jonas, and I posted that and that video did huge numbers and then people were like what you got to meet nick and then for me it was just like yeah it was a normal day like here we we have dana white in here all the time we have a bunch of other we have dr leslie in here all the time thank you so i have to for me it's working at the studio is kind of leveled that out for me i don't get starstruck as much anymore but yeah so being being his producer it was like a it wasn't just a oh i'm you know i've never had a job like this where i was as significant as I am now. All my other jobs were just, I was a number, mm-hmm. wasn't a person. So being able to work with him allowed me to be an individual while still being able to be significant and contribute to the studio. And so you have your own podcast. Correct. That you love and you want to make that successful. Correct. So what does that look like in terms of its success and contributing to your feeling of being significant? Uh, so that would be, or maybe those are different. It, it, they could, but they, they definitely could intersect and I foresee that happening. Um, but being able to have a community of people that like, I don't want to say diehards, but the, the, that like want to hear my content, but I don't necessarily, for the longest time I wasn't even a face. I was just a voice, mm-hmm. which was fine with me. I was okay with that. Um, mostly because where I was working at the time had a very strict NDA and I was working with confidential material. And I mean, I can say where now I was working for 2k games. Um, but so I had like, I, I, I like streaming. I liked performing. I mean, I was a musician for 10 years. Like I, I love performing, but, uh, it was a weird way of being like, okay, I can still do it and kind of get away with it. But now it's like, oh, well now I can be the face and it's fine. Mm-hmm. So that's where like the fame is cool if it happens. But it's more so the content and people recognizing that like the work that I put in means something. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think that's a great distinction because significant you can, you can be significant in positive and negative ways. You can be famous in not positive and negative ways. But for you, it's really about not just being known; it's being valued. Correct. Like significant. What I'm hearing is you're equating that with being valued, not just oh my god, he's the guy that does this, and you know there could be something not right of positive value in that. So that's great. So you had also mentioned that you're having a little bit of a struggle with the work-life balance, right? Yeah. So you're putting a lot of energy into your career, rightfully so, because it's a big ambition for you, wanting to feel significant and and roll on that. You've done so well in a very short period of time. Thank you. Right? So tell me a little bit about the challenges that you're having right now what feels out of balance and how are you, what does that look like? Let, let's explore sort of what the imbalances are and the struggles. So the imbalance is the job itself. 
and it's just the nature of the beast. Um, I am, I'm, I don't have days off. I have days on. So I'm, I'm 24 seven. I traded in my nine to five for a 24 seven. If you call me at 3am, I'm the guy who has to pick up the phone and answer. It's so not, that is your like requirement. That yeah, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Granted, most of my clients aren't calling me. Like I've never gotten a call from you at three a.m. I've gotten texts from you at three a.m., but we'll ignore that. Um, I think yeah, I think he's right. But I didn't think you were going to respond. I didn't know you're at twenty four hours. So that's my yeah. bad. Yeah, no, well, no. I mean, that's the point <laughs> okay. of the producers. I'm supposed to be here to answer any and all questions for you. Um, but you're not the only show that I do. I do, yeah. including you and me, uh, your show and my show. I have thirteen shows that I do here. Granted, some of them are more, uh, they need more of my attention than others. Some of them are just, I show up and I sit in that seat over there for five hours and then I'm done. And then I wait for them to come back again. But then others, it's like, okay, I have a timeline I got to fill out. I have, we have, uh, like, so I'll just, I'll, I'll do this show, for example, if you're okay with me. I'm not going to spill all the beans. But like, so for your show, we have the episode. We have, We want that to go out on a certain date. Then we also have clips. We have social media stuff you want uploaded. Now, up until recently, I was the one doing 100% of everything, but for 13 shows. So now that we've been able to get help from interns and we've been able to slightly hire more people, it's been a little easier. Um, But I'm also one of three people that produce and all three of us have 13 plus shows. So it's kind of like a bandwidth is not there, but needs to be there. Sure. Um, so a lot of it is just, I'm always on and it's, 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 uh, I've never had a job like this before. I've always worked nine to fives where it's like, okay, I know at 5 PM I'm going to clock out, go home. And I don't have to think about it till tomorrow. Now me with my anxiety, I would, because it's just who I am, but work didn't follow me here. I follow work. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, I go to the studio because they have much better internet here than I do at my house. So I want to come here because like for you, for example, like if I have to upload a show tonight for tomorrow, I want to do that here because if I do it at home, I'm going to miss that deadline by a couple hours. Mm-hmm. So, um, and having a family and a relationship personifies that, especially when they don't quite understand the length I have to go to, uh, to make sure that things run smoothly here so that's that's kind of the problem is like it's the job itself granted i love this job or else i, I would have left a year ago um but it's, it's just like understanding and i guess sticking up for myself and being like no i'm gonna go ahead and turn my phone off problems can wait kind of thing so that's kind of where i'm at right now it's it's a weird thing of like i always want to be on for the client but then i also need to make sure that i make time for other things but i have a problem with it's kind of like you know the superhero holding two things and he knows he has to let go of one of them for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, it's a weird kind of situation that I'm in. And so what is it that makes you feel you need to hold on? Like what would happen if you had the boundary? What, what comes up if you were to just have a boundary? Um, for me, it feels, sometimes it feels like perception by either my bosses or the client, which I don't want. I want to make sure we granted it's, it's a little unrealistic of me to think that things are always going to be 100% all the time. Uh, and I'm trying to get better at that. But it's it's also like a, I don't like confrontation. Mm. I don't like thinking about like, hey, we got to have a meeting tomorrow. And I'm like, can we just have the meeting now? Let's just get it over with. Like, I don't want to wait uh, for this meeting. Um, 
And so it it like I've had instances where I have turned my phone off at like let's just say 9 p.m. and I or maybe not turned it off, but I won't answer anything. And then I wake up in the morning and then like the thing personified itself. And I'm like, man, if I just took 30 minutes last night to fix that, it wouldn't be as big of an issue as it is now. So it it's, so it kind of snowballed and it became a big thing because correct. it was done. Yeah. And that's happened numerous times here for me. And so it's like, a, okay, I want to make sure I avoid that. But avoiding that also means I have to invest more time. So that's why it's like a, it's like a weird, like, just balancing act at all times. Sure. That's incredibly stressful. And that was one yes. of the things that you put on your list. And having getting got more details about behind the scenes that you go through. I mean, that rightfully so, the anxiety, the stress... You had even said, you have this, why do I have this anxiety or I can't remember exactly. What the yeah, it was like, why do I work. overthink everything? Because I do overthink everything. Sure, but you all had also mentioned that you had some anxiety or, or feelings of stress of, of going to work, right? Yeah, like some I apprehension around it. So I would like to clarify that. So I used yeah. to take, I used to go to therapy. I used to take antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny. You can call it like like the Sunday blues or the Sunday scaries. Sure. I used yeah. to have that with old yeah. jobs because I always had this looming fear of getting fired at any point. Mm. Here, it has been blatantly clear to me unless I like – and I like I, – I, I made the joke. I was like, unless I like killed Leslie, would I get fired? And then I found – like, and this was never about you. I'm just using you because I don't want to use other <laughs> people's names. But John, my boss, goes, what do you mean? No, I'd hide the body with you. And I was like, oh, that's good to know. It's It's kind of a thing where it's like – I'm texting him right now. If I keep, <laughs> what, is, what are you saying behind my back? <laughs> uh, if if I keep messing up every day, then that's a me problem. But if it's a thing where it's like, okay, I have a client that is intentionally not listening to what I'm telling them and is just doing their own thing because we've had that before. Um, we had a, like a client leave because they just were like, I want to do it this way, and we're like, okay, and then now they're coming back and being like, wait, you guys are doing it better. Like oh. we we tried to tell you, but so that doesn't come back on me. Right. right. Um. It does maybe the first time when the issue is brought up and then when I explain it and I usually show receipts or they, you know, I'm at a level now where they have so much trust instilled in me that they're like, okay, I know you're not going to lie to me about this. So, Mm -hmm. um, I don't have, I do get it a little bit. I do get a little bit of the Sunday blues, but it's more of like a Mondays for me are like a, all right, I gotta be in, I gotta be up early and here early to make sure that the show starts. Mm -hmm. I, um, don't take antidepressants anymore. Ever since I started this job, I was able to get off of them and I haven't felt the need to go back on them. But to say that I don't experience stress or anxiety would be lying. Sure. And there has been an influx within the last maybe six to eight months. So what is it that you feel was that difference from the other work to here? Because it's stress, anxiety, lots of work. I mean, you're out of balance, but is it just the environment? Yeah, 100% it's the environment. It One, is brilliant here. It yeah, is a brilliant I environment. I technically have a boss, but I don't at the same time. You're my boss. You know, all the other clients are my bosses. Um, I also have the flexibility of like today. Technically, if I didn't want to come in today until 4, which is an hour before the show I just did before you was supposed to go on, as long as my work's getting done, they don't care. Right. Um Granted, like I said, the internet's a lot better here, so I'm going to come here and use the internet. Um, So the environment's better. Also knowing that I'm not constantly being looked at under a magnifying glass, ready to just instantly go, all right, you're gone. We're going to just put a new body in. That's what happened at my last job. I got let go for 
having to take a week off to get my wisdom teeth removed in an emergency situation. Oh, are you kidding? Wow. No. And then the ne- thankfully, That's... thankfully, I started here the next day, but. That certainly creates some trauma and anxiety yeah. that just by you taking care of yourself that you're going to end up getting fired. So right. rightful that you would have that anxiety and great that you've been able to f- sort of undo that with your being established here and getting that reassurance from John and the other people here that you're right. not going anywhere and we don't want you to go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I've had people, I've had clients try to fire me before and that happened early on when I started here. It was a, a really tr- troublesome client and then Travis goes, no, I'm not firing you. You did everything right. And I was like, oh, this is what it's like to have a, a boss that stands up for you because I've worked in my first ever job. I worked at Circus Circus. I was playing, uh, working the carnival games. Okay. I was there. I was there at 16 up until right out of high school. Um, managers never have your back. The like the guests would be like, "I want the big toy." You'd be like, "You didn't win that," and they get, just give it to them. Like, what, a, what kind of establishment are we running here? A charity? Wow. But that's that's neither here nor there. But it was it was just the fact that like I I have somebody in my corner now. Right. How good does that feel? It feels amazing that I have that. It feels that's why I'm still here, even with you know, pay cuts or long hours or anything like that. That's why I'm still here. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I, I see the potential. I see the growth. Also, I'm, I'm my own boss. So it doesn't feel like I'm just working for somebody that doesn't care about me. Mm-hmm. And it's allowing you to advance your career and Correct. achieve your own personal goals too. So that's wonderful. The issue, unfortunately, is the balance. Correct. Right. And your anxiety with setting some boundaries, prioritizing yourself. Right. And mostly maybe not even just me, but like my family. Well, yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's the, because they, I've had many arguments with my partner about like, why are you out? Why are you going in at 8am and coming home at 10pm? And it's like, because that's what is required of me. Right. So it's kind of a, it's a thing where like, okay, do I have to engineer the show? All right, then I got to be there super late. And like, I always want to be here when like, maybe like for right now we have, we have Nikki who's great, who's interning and engineering this show. Thanks, Nikki. But I still want to be, maybe I'm in the other room, but I'm here as a, like, she can text me and be like, Hey, uh, the stream died. What do I do? I'm like, well, I don't know what to do there. Mm -hmm. But, um, like tonight, tonight I have a show at 8 PM. Granted, it's not every day or every necessarily every week, but it is reoccurring enough that it's like, okay, hey, this person's coming in. I know I'm going to be there late tonight. So I'm hearing a couple things. So mm-hmm. you like being here. You I like, would say so, yeah. You like being here, but I don't mean just being here as in terms of work, like like being here, doing the, you know, the Wi-Fi is better, so you spend more time here. Right. You, yes, your job is demanding and your clients are demanding and you have an enormous workload that really is kind of superhuman. So there, there's a lot on your plate, more than maybe one person can handle. So that requires a lot of you. But you're here spending time um, because you enjoy it. The energy is great. You have, you know, odd hours but also you like to get work done because of the Wi-Fi situation, right? It, it just makes sense because one, mm-hmm. like once again, I'm here to service you. Mm-hmm. Servicing you doesn't mean, okay, I'm going to upload it and eventually gets because of my internet. No, it's a, okay, we need this up tomorrow. Okay, let me upload it here okay. so I know that it'll be up tomorrow. Right. So in terms of your life balance at home, what I want to explore is firstly, 
what does that balanced life really look like for you? What would that feel like? What would that look like in terms of structure in light of you having this opportunity to build this significance in your career? Right. And then I want to kind of start looking at, you know, breaking down some of these pieces in terms of how do we start creating that, the boundaries and the rules and the thought processes and all the logistical things to support that infrastructure. We may not be able to get through all of that today because this is just one, <laughs> one right. session, but, you know, start unraveling the pieces in terms of, you know, compartmentalizing your life, the priorities, um, and the discussions that have to be had with yourself, with maybe your spouse, your clients, um, your boss, and not, I don't mean like your client bosses, but no, like the the actual people Mm -hmm. who run the studio. So we can start kind of getting that balance back. Cause really this is, there's multiple factors involved. There are many, many moving parts as every problem has, there's always many moving parts. And so the anxiety that you have with, at least you had written down here with saying no and having boundaries is a, is one part that I want to sort of jump into, but then also the logistics of being at home and making the time or what that looks like, what that could look like and how that communication ends up happening. So why don't we actually do that one first? So what does it look like for you to have that balanced life at home? Like, like ideally, ideally, uh, so maybe it would be, and like I said, this is because I've never worked a job that wasn't like a nine to five mm-hmm. or even a 10 hour or 12 hour shift, but I knew that, okay, I know I have to be in this time and I end this time here. There's no real knowing mm-hmm. if something takes me an extra two hours to do, then it takes an extra two hours to do. So, um, ideally it would be like set hours here, but like I said, it's just the nature of the, of the job. And that's kind of the problem with all this, all this stuff here is like, it's kind of all the nature mm-hmm. of the job. Um, so yeah, it would be like, you know, knowing for a fact that I have Saturday, Sunday off. I know for sure 99% of the time I have Sunday off. It's not the same with Saturday. So I actually work mostly six days a week. Sometimes I've worked seven, sometimes I've worked 14 days straight. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's, I think it's the anxiety and, and this has been brought up to me by my partner as well as like it, it's, they get anxious when they don't know when I'm coming and going. Mm. Granted, I have a calendar, so I can kind of plan it out um, based on the studio's calendar, seeing, okay, what do we have? Okay, tomorrow I know, um, and, you know, this is going to be nice, <laughs> but tomorrow I only have two shows, and I'm actually, I, I put in a heart, and so I've kind of started working on this, but I put in in the calendar. After that second show, I'm gone for the day. Like, I'm going to go do stuff with, with the little one. I'm going to be gone, um, but that's just a one- one time I can't do that every week and be like, all right, I'm out this time. See ya. Mm-hmm. It, it, one, it's not fair to the other guys because we're we're a startup. We're pull, we're all pulling here. Yeah, we're all trying to lift more than we can handle because we know that that's what it's going to take to get us to the next level. So, pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. I love it. So this might just be a temporary stress, right? A temporary work balance imbalance, rather, I should say. We're hoping a temporary. I hope I hope a temporary. Yeah, I mean it's l- like the last few weeks my workload is slightly lessened, but mm-hmm. it doesn't remove the anxiety because although the workload is now not directly on me, I still have to QC that stuff. I still have to make sure it gets posted. I still have to make sure that the client's okay with it. 
Because let's say, for example, I have an intern post your stuff and you're not happy with it or that they missed to post it, mm-hmm. it still comes down on me. The intern is an intern. Sure. Right. They, they don't really have that responsibility. So it's still a, like, a, okay, in this moment, I'm not actively stressed because I'm not actively doing it. But I know in the back of my head, I'm going, okay, they don't do this. I got to be ready to just hop on, post the stuff and be like, all right, okay, I put a bandaid on it. How mm-hmm. do I fix it from here? So with the work-life balance... Is, is, like, are you happy with how things are? I mean, I know you wanted to get to a better work-life balance, but I heard you say a lot about your partner, what your partner needed, what your partner wanted from you. But I didn't hear as much about what you want. Like, are you wanting to be home more? Are you, like, what is your priority? I I would like to be home more, yeah, most definitely. And so, but also I would like for them to be happy. Sure. Because that also, uh, like a few weeks ago, it, um, I was dealing with where it felt like I was being bombarded on all fronts. I go to work, I get bombarded by clients. I go home, I'm bombarded at home. Mm-hmm. feels like I was never like resting. feels like I was never like at home. It was just like, okay, this is a, now I, I constantly always have to be in puzzle solving mode and all right, how do I fix this? Sure. Right. So at this point then, until we get more support for you right. on board... <laughs> Which it sounds like, you know who needs to hear that. No, they they know, and <laughs> no, we're it's, know. It, it, the I thing know, is like know. we're not work, it, and it is definitely hopefully a temporary thing. But we all know that that's what it is. Like we all know that okay, we just need to be able to get more people, but that means bringing in more shows, which means right more <laughs> more workload. Right, right, right. But it's I mean it's also yeah it's a very demanding job anyways. Like even right. when you have those shows, like you still there's that you're at home, but you're not really at home right necessarily. So. Now that I understand a little bit more of the picture and the different players, we need to help you with your anxiety, managing the anxiety when it comes so that you can better switch into off mode. Because what I also gathered from your form is that, again, because you're at home still working or you're here working, you're like always working or on call or whatever, it's about being able to set the boundary, say no without fear of the repercussion of saying that and being okay with that feeling of saying no and to get there, just managing also to switch into off mode um, when the anxiety comes in. So what do you do when your anxiety flares? Like, do you have a strategy? No, (laughs) I just kind of, maybe it is a strategy, but I just throw all my resources at okay how do what can i do right now to fix this if there's nothing that i can do then i'll try to like distract myself from it what do you do to distract oh I'll just doom scroll on social media which is not healthy at all um it, yeah it's not the best way to go. no i'll watch tiktok and just get lost for mm-hmm. an hour or two and just be like all right and then i'll eventually go to bed that long really Oh, yeah. That's like, you know, like how some people will sit there and watch TV for a couple hours before they go to bed. Sure. For me, no, it's either YouTube or TikTok. Wow. Yeah. I I don't really watch TV in the normal Mm -hmm. sense of Mm -hmm. of the word, but I do watch content. Right. Do you sleep well? No, not at all. (laughs) Yeah. I knew knew that answer. Yeah. Not just because you're scrolling for two hours, one to two hours before you go to sleep. And that's very I have. I also have this weird thing where I'll like wake up in a panic and like an hour before my alarm goes up because i'm i'm certain i've missed my alarm and i'm stressed that i'm like oh mm-hmm. the show is supposed to happen at 9 30 and i'm the only person that's going to be there to make sure the show happens 
Mm-hmm. Or if I'm not and somebody else has to cover, it looks bad on me. So, and it doesn't happen every morning, but more often than not, I'll wake up at like, like I'll set an alarm. Like today, I think I set an alarm for 9.15, which is late for me. I was like, oh, I get to sleep in a little bit tomorrow. And then I woke up at 8 and I was like, all right, well, I'm up. <laughs> okay. Because I was like, oh, I got something. to. Uh, my brain was like, we got something we got to do. And I looked and I was like, there is stuff that I can do, but it doesn't have to be done this instant. But it still woke me up. Your brain is because you haven't allowed yourself to have moments of rest. Right. When you're resting, you're scrolling, you are not giving your brain the time to like really reset. You truly are distracting it with more stimulus. It's just a different brain stress. Because you're not thinking about what was creating the anxiety doesn't mean your brain is getting what it needs to be able to function at its optimal. So your restlessness at nighttime, there might be other factors involved, but um, definitely sleep hygiene. We know the brain needs to be resting. Like we should not have be watching TV. I know this is like a big deal for people not to watch TV, any flickering screens or anything. Um, You know, the actual light behind the phones and the TVs are like horrible they light up the back of the retina and they create this excitatory response. So it actually, our nervous system, our brain is being told not to go to sleep. So a sleep hygiene regimen is going to be very important as the first thing for you to implement where your brain can rest and you're not going to have the sleeplessness. You're not going to have those early wakings where you're like, I have to do something. I have to wake. Um, and that is going to allow your brain to better transition into calm states throughout the day, which are going to then allow you to manage your anxiety. And eventually you could get to a point where you don't have that excitatory anxiety response occurring, even if you are super busy. And I know this because I've had to do this for myself and I teach this often with people, but it's, this is literally, we're working at the brain level. We're going to be right. retraining your brain so that it doesn't have to be so excited all the time into an anxiety state. Do you see how it all kind of feeds into each other? How do we do that? Is that going to be your question next? No, I think, think, how do we do that? I mean, for the audience, yes. How do we do that? I think I know. I think I've heard it. So I have heard and seen on TikTok that... uh, (laughs) Oh my God, that is so funny. (laughs) I saw on TikTok... That I shouldn't be watching TikTok. (laughs) At this time of night. (laughs) I I don't know if you've been as bad on TikTok as I have, but they actually have things where it'll be like a TikTok that says, hold on, you've been scrolling for like two hours, you should stop. I think they gave up on me because I haven't seen them in a while. I've never... Yeah, if if you're on there just scrolling and you've watched for so long, eventually like an ad type thing will pop up and says, hold on, you've been watching way too long. Maybe you should go outside or read a book or something. But I've heard that... um, Did you ever take that advice? No, that's why I'm sitting here right now. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So I have read, though, that I've heard even up to three hours before you go to bed, like no screens. Yes, that's what yeah. I said. Three hours, yeah. nothing before. Correct. Yeah, before and then time. you like you could like read if you need something stimulating you, kind of, or if you need something mm-hmm. to like entertain yourself. Right. Um, which is probably another thing is like I, I always feel like a constant need to like entertain myself, distract yourself. Yes. Right. Distract or entertain. Yeah. And that is a big sort of 
the word that pops up is plague. It's not a plague of our society. It's so dramatic, but you know, I'm in a dramatic view today. Um, no, it's, it's very common for people to feel like they want to distract or escape. Right. Escapism is very common. We escape life in all sorts of different ways. Um, and what we need to do is get quiet and still. So you may or may not know, I am a huge, huge supporter of meditation. And people hate when I say that because meditation, I did this and I don't want to do it. And there's the thing with meditation is that there's so many different ways to do it. People think meditation, they think quiet mind, they think boring, they think I can't do it because my mind wanders. There are so many ways that you can quote meditate. All it is, is about getting quiet, trying as much as possible to think of one thing. I know it might be weird for me to say, think of one thing, but it's just a still mind. You don't have to not think of anything or think of like stare into the black void. That's one way that people taught, like I think that's Zen um, meditation, but it's about focusing on a single thing. It could be a mantra. It could be your breath. It could be listening to a guided meditation. But as long as you're focusing on that thing and you're breathing and you're connected inwards, that is meditation. And that is powerfully training your brain and your body and your nervous system to chill the fuck out, calm down, and learn to get to that still spot so that the more you do that, the more you'll be able to get into that very, very quickly so that if you get that call, you just know you can get there in like a single breath. Like I've taught my clients to get into, to do like a one breath meditation where they can assimilate so quickly what that feels like to be still, quiet, calm, like husa in a single deep, long breath. And then they're like, okay, I'm present. I'm in this moment. Okay, what needs to be done? And then you're super, super efficient. You're not dealing with the anxiety and then all the adrenaline and all the stuff that actually totally distracts you from being able to achieve. You're actually more efficient and effective. And you're doing it from like a badass, calm place. So it will take retraining you and your brain. Um, so first doing the habits to retrain your brain to calm and then you're going to be like able to manage things that you, you might have been really stressed out. You might even be able to um, get work done faster just because you're going to be in a different state um, and you're going to be more rested. When you're more rested and you're not, your brain isn't hyper excited, you're going to be much, much more efficient and like I said, effective and from a, from a better place. So um, that is something I think that would be helpful for you. And we can, I can work with you or give you some particular ways in which you can practice that during the day that isn't like you sitting on a mountain and doing something like this. That's George who does that, by the way. <laughs> which is totally fine. I started doing that too. It's super cool, but you can do it. There's walking meditations. I mean, you can. there are people that are more kinesthetic that need to be doing something when they are quiet. Um, a lot more people seem to be more kinesthetic meditators. I would, wouldn't be surprised if I am. Yeah. So like taking a break, is it possible for your, again, brain wiring, we're talking about during the day, not your sleep hygiene regimen yet, um, to be able to do like a little walk outside? We we try to. I mean, lately we haven't we haven't been able to. We used to go play football out in the back a lot. Or it would just be five minutes. We're just going to go toss the football. Right. And it would just be as simple as that. But um, 
and that did like and it, we call it vitamin d therapy because yeah. we'll go out there and we'll be in the sun and sometimes we'll just go out there and just chill but there are days where just that's not possible right. where it's just i'm either constantly sitting there or i'm like locked in and i'm like i gotta get this done so i mm-hmm. gotta make sure that like i'm not stopping to do anything really but i mean that is something that like and i'm pretty sure everybody here would agree uh we would like to do more of is just like like we went we all walked to the mailbox the other day and i was like wow i feel great yeah we just literally yeah. walked to the mailbox and back and that's so these mindless tasks like cleaning i mean for me cooking i don't like to cook i'm not a cooker but i like to clean cleaning is very therapeutic i also learned how to do uh meditations while i clean because it's very therapeutic a lot of people get their epiphanies like they're innumerable people in history that have come up with these brilliant ideas you know um inventions and pieces of music that came from being in this sort of still space when they were driving or doing something and their mind was just completely still and it's so not just regenerative in in the sense that like it rejuvenates you it gives you that sort of peace again because the brain is in a rested state um I mean, you can also tap into all these different levels of consciousness. That's a whole other episode, a whole other, you know, conversation. But um, when you're moving, it's helping your body. You're connecting with yourself. You're connecting with your breath. All of the things that you need to do in meditation by just going for a walk. And the key would be to like be as still as possible or just focusing on your breath or just no mind. You probably do it. You may not unless you're walking with your phone in your face. Hopefully you're not doing that. No, I try not to do that. (laughs) So that would be, I think, a great strategy to start doing. If you can't incorporate it during your work day at the end or when you're done that project, using it as like a reward for your mental health because this is a mental health thing that we're dealing with here. The anxiety is a mental health. I mean you moved from a not great situation here. The environment pulled you off antidepressants. Huge. That's amazing. You know, the stress, the work-life balance. Yes, there's some work factors and a lot of, you know, the workload. But again, to help bring that balance and being able to start tackling the boundaries that you're going to have to have, the anxiety around the repercussion of that or the overthinking that comes with, I just had a boundary. I just shut my phone off or I just told this client, um, I will tend to this in the morning. You're going to go, holy fuck. I don't even know what this response is going to be. It's going to freak me out possibly. Those are the moments where this practice is going to allow you to go, this is a boundary. I'm honoring myself and I know how to cope with this emotion because my brain is still and I've don't have that neural pathway activating me. See right. how it's all connected. Yeah, no, most most definitely. That'll be something that I like have to try to do now. So, does that make sense? Is it something yeah. that you might you yeah no could it, do I, you would want to do? Does it's it make- something I could definitely make like an attempt at doing for sure. Like, okay, each day I'm going to try to do it at least once. Yeah, kind of thing, and then maybe I'll use it as like, okay, I finished this project. I'm going to go outside for five minutes. For like a walk or, I mean, football is is great, but it it does take a little bit more. Your brain is still active. We want you to be able to do something Sometimes I'll just go sunbathe. Just stand in the sun. Beautiful. That is so beautiful. That's amazing. And just 
be with the sun. <laughs> yeah, I want to so, get a sunburn. <laughs> that sounds so. That sounds so hooky. Uh, but like, really, just you know how to do this. And if you don't know how to do this, I can guide you through. But it's just baby steps. We don't need to get you into like a full weird Buddhist Zen meditation where you're no. like having these out of body experiences. I don't need ayahuasca. No, no, you don't need ayahuasca. This is like practical, right? Everything that I do, it's I want practical, efficient, and effective strategies to help people. So baby stepping, just do something where you can have time for yourself. You can start connecting with your breath, your body, because then eventually you can start doing biofeedback. Right. You can start feeling, okay, my body is tense. When you start just getting quiet, oh, God, that's really affecting me in the stomach. Where did that come from? Oh, yeah, it's because I did that and that's happening. Oh, shit, okay, that's where this is coming from. So let me breathe through that. And then you can work through the problems. Like your body is an extension of what's going on in your head and your life. So, so once a day... If you could do that, would be great. Now, your sleep hygiene regimen. Right. I think I might need to... What do you think we could do about that? Well, for sure not watch TikTok up until the moment I go to sleep. Yeah. So maybe I can try to pick up reading again. Try to limit it. I mean, the ideal goal is really nothing three hours before bedtime ideally i know right. it's hard like people are gonna go are you effing crazy like I think i'm gonna try to aim for like possible. an hour before an hour before okay let's start with that i think that's great or maybe even 30 minutes before but like yeah not, sure. i'm not gonna jump tonight and be like all right three because i guarantee right. you tonight it's not gonna be i'm gonna be home yeah for 45 minutes and then go all right now i gotta go to bed right right so when you can try to so set whatever it is you feel comfortable with in terms of limiting your your time and then do something in that 30 minutes or an hour before that helps you relax into sleep. So reading is really great because it's can be very boring yeah. for some people. It calms your brain. Your eyes have to move and so your eyes get tired and then they get sleepy and so it's like a really good way to just, again, um, relax. I don't know if you're a bath person. Are you a bath person? No, not necessarily. No. Okay. You don't do bubbles. You look like a bubble. Bath no, person. I mean as a kid, yeah, for sure. But not <laughs> darn. Okay. Well, um, there's different things you can do even physically. You know, I don't know if you're a stretcher or if you maybe want to do a walk with your significant other or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like they, we try to do that. Um, it's just by time like today when I get home, he's already going to be asleep. Sure. So it's a thing where it's like, all right, well, now what do I do? Right. Or hanging outside, sitting outside, having some tea. Start thinking about some things that you can do that will promote your relaxation. Um, No screen time is really going to be the first best thing that you can do. Right. And then you can work through all of the other little nuances. And that might be a really great time for you and your partner to connect too. You live together? Yep. So I don't... I don't know if you're comfortable getting, and I won't get into all the intimacy things, but that's also a great way to connect with your partner intimately. Right. And I don't necessarily mean sexually, no, but, but having yeah. the conversations as a, your partner is a female. Mm-hmm. So women love to feel adored and valued and have their emotions. You know, they have their emotions. We're girls. We are very emotional. So having that time with her to connect in whatever way you guys feel is important, whether it's just emotionally or physically or whatever, I think would be really great as well. 
So right. that's more of the relationship guidance piece that we could always get into. Again, another episode, but so I think we covered a lot today. Most, yeah, for sure. Definitely covered a lot. Uh, I definitely feel like I am more maybe readily equipped than I was coming into this to perhaps try to handle my situation and handle scenarios that I may encounter. It's just the beginning. It's just the beginning, but I Again, feel equipped now. You do. Okay, great. There are some strategies in place, um, some awareness that you probably, you know, we did unravel um, about your situation. Definitely vocalizing is important. That would be the next piece for you. Again, it's right. always baby steps. You have to build the foundation and then grow from there. So today we sort of unraveled the problem, which always takes time. And then building the the blocks and it's quiet. That brain needs to get quiet since we're dealing with an anxiety piece here. And then all those other um, strategies to communicate and do it in a more fearless manner with more confidence and with more boundaries will be um, more easy. Right. Is that a word? More easy, easier? I think that's what I was It'll be more for. easier. It would be more easier. <laughs> it is late here, us recording this, so. <laughs> and you're probably listening to this in your car at like 8 a.m. and you're like, late. Or at 3 in the morning because you're scrolling through clips on social media, which yeah, you're you should doom do. Scrolling. Put it down. Put I appreciate it, but put it down. The episode is over. Put your phone down and go to bed. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much, Austin. Thank you. This was This was very eye-opening. Thank you. I appreciate that. Glad I could be of help to you today. All right, guys. Until next time.